The Pandavas' marriage to Draupadi was a strategic masterstroke. With this marriage, not only did they make an alliance with Drupada, who was a powerful king, but they also got access to his military might and resources. Additionally, they were given gifts of chariots, elephants, horses, gold, precious pearls and gems, clothes and also household items to set up their new home along with many, many servants to help. These gifts were made not just by Drupada but also by Krishna who was their cousin and was present at the Swayamvara. This newfound wealth and influence made them a threat to the Kauravas who would not be able to ignore them anymore. For the Pandavas, the change in status meant that their cover would be blown and their identities revealed. But the Pandavas were ready for it. It was time to stop hiding and face their cousins again and take back what was rightfully theirs. Namaste and welcome to the Stories of India Retold podcast. I'm your host Nivi with well-researched stories from India. Before we begin, I would like to ask you to please support the podcast. You can subscribe, leave reviews, share it with friends and family. You can also find me on social media. You will find the links along with the information on the references used in the episode description. Today's story is told in the Viduragama, meaning Vidura's arrival, and Rajalaba, meaning acquisition of the kingdom, parvas or episodes of the Mahabharata. The story deals with how the Pandavas, with the help of their newfound wealth, allies and influence, are able to come out of hiding and get what they want. It also deals with the frustrations, views and actions of the Kauravas when they realize that the Pandavas are alive and now they might have to share their wealth and power with them. News of the events which transpired in Draupadi Swamvara spread and the kings gathered were shocked to learn that the Brahmana who won was actually Arjuna in disguise and now all the Pandavas were married to Draupadi. They had all believed that the Pandavas were dead in the fire in Varanavata. News that the Pandavas were alive and well made them happy. To them, it seemed like the Pandavas were reborn. Everyone blamed Bhishma and Dhritarashtra for failing to protect the Pandavas. Now that the Swayamvara was over and the princess was married, all the kings returned to their respective kingdoms. The Kauravas Duryodhana and his brothers, along with their teacher Kripa and his son Ashwatthama, their uncle Shakuni and their loyal friend Karna returned home as well. They were devastated when they learned the truth about the Pandavas. All their careful planning and plotting was for naught. They blamed Purochana's incompetence and their bad luck for the way their plans were derailed. Not only were the Pandavas alive, they now also had very powerful allies in Drupada, Drishtadyumna, Shikandi and others. Back in Hastinapura, Vidura hears the news about the Pandavas. He is ecstatic. He goes to Dhritarashtra and tells him, The Kurus are blessed with good fortune. This delights Dhritarashtra as he thinks that Vidura must be referring to his sons and good luck meant that Duryodhana must have won Draupadi's hand in marriage. Little did he know that by Kurus, Vidura meant the Pandavas. You see, both Pandavas and Kauravas, 
can be referred to as Kuru as they are both descendants of King Kuru. Dhritarashtra mistakenly assumes that Vidura was talking about his sons. Wonderful news, he says. Immediately, he gives out orders to make preparations to welcome his new daughter-in-law. Let Duryodhana bring Draupadi here to meet me, he says. Oh no, but you misunderstand. I meant the Pandavas. Vidura corrects Dhritarashtra and explains to him the situation. That is great news indeed, says Dhritarashtra. I adore them. The fact that they are alive and that they have made some powerful allies makes me very happy, he says. Of course, it was all lies, as you will see soon. Just then, Duryodhana and Karna come to see him. They request for an audience with him alone, without Vidura. When Vidura takes his leave, they ask Dhritarashtra how he could support their rivals and celebrate their return. The Pandavas are now powerful and have access to resources, which makes them dangerous to the Kauravas, who risk losing their power and influence. Do you not understand that we need to act and make sure they remain weak? They argue. Dhritarashtra agrees with them. I have the same fears as you, he admits. He explains that he could not reveal his true feelings to his brother Vidura. He had to put on an act of caring, doting uncle. What do you think we should do now? He asks Duryodhana and Karna. Duryodhana believes that they must act quickly because once the Pandavas and Drupada get to know each other and establish a trusting relationship, it would become very difficult to weaken them. He suggests many strategies. He suggested inciting dissatisfaction amongst the Pandava brothers or between Draupadi and the Pandavas. Maybe they could bribe Drupada, his family and the officials working for him and influence them to turn against the Pandavas. He plotted the death of Bhimasena, the strongest of the Pandavas, who he believed gave the brothers the strength and motivation to keep going. Or on their way here, we can have them all killed, he suggests. Karna shakes his head in disagreement. Why? He reasons that even when, in the past, the Pandavas were young and without allies, Duryodhana could not defeat them with tricks. So it was not smart to think that he could defeat them with trickery now that they are grown up, stronger, more skilled and have many allies. It was out of question that they could be turned against each other. It seemed improbable that Draupadi could be turned against them because she chose to be with them when she thought they were penniless. Now they are wealthy. Karna believed that women looked favorably to having multiple husbands and that would be yet another reason they would not be able to turn Draupadi against her husbands. As for bribing Drupada and Drishtadyumna, Karna believed that they were not greedy enough to be swayed by wealth. What was Karna's suggestion? War. The Pandavas were beginning to gain power. They were not ready for war yet. Wars were complex. It takes time. Arms, chariots, well-trained soldiers and many other countless logistics need to be lined up for one to be able to defend oneself. Karna says that Duryodhana should strike first and he should strike fast. 
if he made sure that the pandavas had no time to prepare for an attack then surely duryodhana would emerge victorious this would settle the matter once and for all dhritarashtra approves of karna's brilliant plan but they couldn't simply wage war against their relatives what else did they need bhishma was the supreme commander of the kaurava forces drona was a chief counselor and vidura was an advisor and had a prime minister sort of role in the kaurava court to go to war they needed agreement from all three of them well they did not get it bhishma tells them in no uncertain terms that to him the kauravas and pandavas are equally important as sons of pandu the pandavas had rights and so the right thing to do was to agree to a treaty with them and give them half of the kingdom bhishma is of the opinion that the pandavas would be within their rights to claim that they inherited the kingdom before the kauravas did and to deny pandavas their rights would be a dishonorable thing to do bhishma wished for the cousins to come to an agreement peacefully bhishma declares that it is dharma to give pandavas their birthright and adharma to deny he warns duryodhana that people already blame him for the assassination attempt on the pandavas and it was fortunate that they did not perish in the fire because if they had died then duryodhana's image would suffer and no man wants to live with a sullied reputation in this situation the pandavas are in the side of dharma and the brothers are united and that is why they will win declares bhishma now where do you think drona stood in this matter drona wholeheartedly agrees with bhishma he urges duryodhana and dhritarashtra to give the pandavas half the kingdom he believes that the pandavas's alliance with drupada will bring good fortune to all of them he suggests that they should send an envoy to strengthen relationships with drupada to convince drupada and his family and the pandavas that they are thrilled with the alliance and they welcome the pandavas back home drona further says that duryodhana and his brothers must treat pandavas and their new wife with respect and they must be welcomed back with open arms to the land of their ancestors it is as per the people's will too he adds they must be received with pomp and circumstance he says adding that duryodhana's brothers dushasana and vikarna should go accompanied with a large army to welcome their cousins as you can guess dhritarashtra duryodhana and karna were not happy when their plans were thwarted karna is upset he accuses drona of not having the kauravas's best interest at heart and tells duryodhana that his advisers were putting themselves first and were only concerned with what they will gain karna believes that no one or nothing can change destiny and so if it is a man's destiny to be king then he will be one no matter what he wants duryodhana to think carefully and choose who had his best interest in their hearts and whose advice to follow after karna says his piece the wise vidura addresses dhritarashtra Vidura tries to make Dhritarashtra see reason. There is no point in seeking out war when you can resolve this issue peacefully, he says. Don't listen to the unwise advisers, Duryodhana, Karna, Shakuni, and the likes who are young and foolish instead. 
listen to the wise and experienced bhishma and drona neither of them have ever misguided you so far so why can't you believe them this time he urges dhritarashtra to do the right thing and act according to dharma basically he reiterates all the points bhishma and drona made earlier he notes that it is true that the pandavas's claim on the throne is legitimate he states that there is no way the kauravas could defeat the pandavas because the incredibly strong and skilled pandavas when teamed up with the powerful allies like drupada and krishna are undefeatable he points out that this is a good opportunity to repair their reputation since the public perception of their family has been badly affected due to what purochana had done and treating the pandavas fairly and properly will repair their reputation the citizens of hastinapura would expect nothing less from them vidura adds that the pandavas's marriage to draupadi is advantageous to them all because it meant that drupada will be their allies too which will boost kauravas's position and power he reiterates that they should think of the prosperity of the entire kuru clan first like bhishma and drona vidura was critical of duryodhana karna and shakuni he held nothing back when he criticized them especially when he spoke about duryodhana He reminds Dhritarashtra that he had warned him in the past that Duryodhana's actions will cause great suffering for both the kingdom and the citizens of Hastinapura. It became clear to Dhritarashtra that they cannot go to war with the Pandavas as he and his sons wished. So he agrees to invite the Pandavas back to Hastinapura and share the kingdom with them and he agrees to forge diplomatic relations with Drupada. So who was going to be responsible for this delicate task of convincing the Pandavas and Drupada that they should come back to Hastinapura Both the tasks were assigned to Vidura Vidura went to Panchala to meet with the Pandavas and Drupada He was filled with joy when he saw his nephews he spent time with them and gifted them and their wife with beautiful things he brought with him from Hastinapura In his dealings with Drupada Krishna and the others he proves that he is a great diplomat he needed to convince them that returning to Hastinapura was going to be profitable to all involved he puts their mind at ease by telling them how everyone was eager to see and welcome the brothers and their new bride and also how everyone was most excited about the new alliance between them and Panchala he gives them assurances regarding inheritance and reveals that the pandavas will get half of the kingdom he convinces not just yudhishthira but also drupada krishna and others that the pandavas should return home finally the pandavas along with their mother draupadi and krishna accompany vidura back to hastinapura as you can imagine it is a long journey but they go at a slow pace to make it as comfortable as they possibly can when dhritarashtra receives the message that the group were about to enter the gates of astinapura he arranges for a grand welcome party and sends his son vikarna and chitrasena drona and kripa to receive them word that the pandavas had returned spread in the city soon citizens began to gather to welcome them and to catch a glimpse of the heroes The city was buzzed with excitement they felt happy and hopeful 
the citizens were especially excited about the return of yudhishthira who they believed was wise and clever and would like his father before him take care of them and the kingdom after the welcome was over and the pandavas had had a chance to meet and greet everyone and get some rest dhritarashtra and bhishma asked to talk with them dhritarashtra lays out the decision for them in order to avoid conflict between the two families the pandavas will receive half of the kingdom the kauravas will remain in hastinapura and the pandavas will go to kandavaprastha and they will rule from there the proposal is acceptable to the pandavas and a decision was made the pandavas moved to kandavaprastha which is in present day old fort or purana kila in new delhi west of yamuna river it is also referred to as kandavavana or forest the pandavas cleared out this forest to build their new capital side note it is said that the forest used to be the home of the naga tribes and the burning of the forest led by the pandavas not only caused the nagas to lose their home but many people from the tribe were killed this soured relationships between many from the naga tribe and the kuru clan and they took to killing each other for years after if you want to learn more about the nagas and their relationship with pandavas check out episode 6 of the podcast back to the story under the guidance of krishna and krishna dwaipayana they chose the land for the capital and planned out a city when it was built people were amazed to see the well planned beautiful city the city was surrounded by a huge wide moat one would enter the city through the strong double doored entrance surrounded by tall towers high walls and spiraling turrets which were all equipped with guards and weapons like spears and javelins hooks and chathagnis or weapons which could kill a hundred warriors at a time inside the city walls there was a well planned city with wide streets and beautiful tall white buildings all the white homes and buildings made the city look like there were clouds in heaven and hence the capital also came to be known as indraprastha or the city of indra soon indraprastha became a bustling city people of all backgrounds came from all over for trade work and for exchange of ideas the people enjoyed the variety of flora and fauna the local gardens had to offer the gardens were beautiful with a variety of magnificent trees people could go to the ponds and lakes to see swans and geese and to enjoy the shade from the many trees surrounding them In this way the Pandavas succeeded in establishing their own kingdom and they proved themselves to be great planners and administrators and worthy heirs This is the story of how the Pandavas came out of hiding and were welcomed back into the Kuru fold because of their advantageous marriage and how they received their share of the kingdom and they began their new life in the city of Kandavaprastha This is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Next episode we will talk about the story of how and why Arjuna goes on a 12-year exile from Kandavaprastha. I hope to see you then. If you liked the episode, 
please don't forget to support the podcast by following leaving reviews or sharing the show with friends and family also follow me on instagram for more interesting stories you will find the links along with the information on references used in the episode description thank you so much for listening dhanyavada <laughs>